Hello, this is Nelson's podcast. Just want everybody to know I'll be on the playground later today after five. I'll be making quesadillas for the adults, and hopefully no adults show up because it's too hot to eat a quesadilla. And I'll just have popsicles for the kids. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the American Podcast, where our diversity is our culture. Today, we got a special guest. Some of you might know him as Big Daddy, JQ, or James. I know him as the man and creator of the parties we used to grow up with in the 90s, parties like Freak Mode, Scenario, and Blow Your Mind. Please welcome James, JQ, Big Daddy, however you call him. Just welcome the man. My day name, Monday through Thursday, is Steve, so it's okay to call me Steve. <laughs> All right, we'll do it like that, Steve. Right. No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Cool, Now you look so good, man. Yeah, you too. It's <sighs> been a minute. It's been a minute. How you been? I've been good, man. Just uh, laying low. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes it's good to like be MIA, like quiet. Mm-hmm. Like take yourself away from social media. For sure. Uh, not because there was any animosity with anybody or I was in trouble or anything. But it's yeah. just good to take a break from distractions, period. So It, it definitely takes up way more time than it needs to. Yes. The, the life, you need to live life. I think if anything, COVID's taught us we need to take this time to live. So. Yeah, there was one point where I bought new furniture. Yeah. And for a while when I was working, uh, before I kind of retired, uh, I never got to sit on it. So it's crazy. Like, I never was able to sit on just as a very simple couch that I bought for the house. Now, now there's dents in it. And now my <laughs> uh, body imprint yeah. is like a murder scene on the couch now. You can actually chalk line my uh, my uh, fat figure on it. So <laughs> just just all you got to do on my couch is just look for the circle. There we go. And that's, that's you. Me. Yeah. And then- People go, are you in shape? I go, well, circle is the shape. <laughs> right. I love that. Yo, um, the last time we talked, I mean, it was probably like 20 years ago. Yeah. You know I mean, it's, it's been that long. That's the good thing about you Filipinos. You guys don't age at all. Well, like, Islander in general, like you're, you're, yeah. you're tomorrow, right? I'm like, full tomorrow, yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I know our history goes back to like Kearney High School when you used to work there and I was a student. Yeah. Uh, that's when I was like a little breakdance kid. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I always... Uh, we're jealous of you guys because you guys could do moves I couldn't. I was just doing them in my head. So. <laughs> right. I couldn't do a windmill to save my life. Oh, it, yeah. it, it, it took a lot of pain and oh, suffering. Yeah. I, you sure. would have to call 911 if I tried to do a kickworm or anything like that. <laughs> right. Right. Well, at that time, that's kind of like when your reign of events started, right? Yeah. How would you start throwing those events anyway? So uh, a long time, one of my, well, my, one of my best friends, X-Ray, DJ X-Ray, you know, he created a group called Three Style. So the original members were Mike Farron, Mike Fresh, Rich Faustino, uh, Richie Rich. He went by Richie Rich and X-Ray. So it was those three and Jay Alanis. So all those three uh, or four were the Three Style. But it was Mike, Rich and Ray that did it first. And right. then branched off with Jay. And I came in a little bit later in the scene because... At first, I was just trying to learn the game. So I would go to events. I would see how I could put my hip-hop twist to it because my whole thing was with hip-hop was to bring out the music that I fell in love with. Yeah. And a lot of people fell in love with hip-hop, but it was just my way of expressing. I couldn't break. I couldn't paint. I could play music. I could DJ. Yeah. But I wanted to do something on another level. 
Sure. And uh, it worked out really well. So, you know, I just remember back in the days, it was like, okay, let's throw a party. So the first party that I did uh, was in the late 80s, but it wasn't nothing like the first, very, very first event, which was Scenario 1, which was with Mike Farron, a group called Under, uh, Under Construction, where they were involved with Ray, where they did Norway Hall. They did a place off university in the alley. It was called Norway Hall. Totally illegal back in the days because you could be 16, 17. And they were serving beer. But what the kids didn't know is that it was O'Doul's. Oh, serious? So you ever meet those people that they're drinking non-alcoholic drink? Yeah. And they think there's alcohol. And then they just start going, oh, my God, I'm so faded. I'm faded. <laughs> faded. I had four O'Doul's. I could feel it. Oh, wow. Like it's non-alcoholic, bro. Like, really? Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's got to be a little bit in it. <laughs> Something. Oh, wow. But uh, it branched off into Scenario 1, which was... Uh, you know Ben Clenor? Benji Clenor? You ever I, heard of Ben? I, I, I don't know. So Ben's so. from uh, Legend San Diego Entertainment. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's, I'll forward that to today on what's happening today with Legend LA. So Benji had to connect with the warehouses off Miramar Road. And we only had to pay the security guard like 20 bucks. Oh, so there was a vacant, big, big warehouse with the, like an 18-wheeler garage that would roll up that could fit an 18-wheeler in it. So Nelson, another Nelson yeah. from Naughty Company, him, his brother Glenn, they brought their van. They had their dad's old blue Chevy van. I think it was a Chevy van. Come through and... It was crazy because they backed up the system in there. We had uh, access to the power. It, it was crazy. And I never got to get go to the event. What? Yeah, because what, what, what I learned in the underground is, is when there were all the techno raves, mm -hmm. is you would buy a ticket, but on the back of the ticket would be the directions to the place. Right, right. So you would have to go somewhere else because they were illegal. So you'd have to go somewhere else, buy the ticket. Mm-hmm. The money's in one place, and then they'd go to the, go to the venue, right, which right. was a warehouse. And it was a, I think we did like five kegs. It wasn't O'Doul's though. I <laughs> it was it, the real stuff. Yeah, it was like the real stuff, but it was 18 and up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was the start of it. Then we went scenario one in Miramar, scenario two, which was in Escondido at a club called City Limits. City Limits, right? Yep. Down and the then from scenario the three was at Diego's, which is the original from PB Bar and Grill off Garnett. Yeah. That's where I kind of learned and honed in how to plan. And, you know, everything's a work in, in a progress. Process. Yeah, yeah. It's a process to everything. Yeah, and you just get better and better. So, yeah, you time. know, I, hopefully. I mean, the first one we had, I heard we had over 2,000 people. And I didn't even get to go. What? Yeah, I didn't even get to go, which was crazy. So, me and DJ Rage, he was stuck at Cookie's Diner in Mission Valley cookies. I was yeah Cookies Diner was it Cookies or Cookies I, whatever it was, I think cookies. It was Cookies well I'm, right? I'm overweight so uh, <laughs> I always think of Cookies and then I was at uh, Roberto's on Plaza Boulevard yeah that's now Jollibee oh shit yeah it's the same exact place but it used to be Roberto's so I had to bring one of my Latino homies with me so he could speak Spanish to the owner or the manager to let me go behind the counter and sell the tickets so for those of you who are throwing underground still, hey, hats off to you because that's how I started. Yeah. The key to not getting busted from selling tickets is if you're behind a proprietor's business behind the counter, 
the police cannot arrest you, cite you for selling anything because the owner is licensed to sell whatever he wants. So, so, so all I sold was paper. License. Basically, all, all I was selling was paper. Yeah. With directions. Right. Nothing illegal about that. There we go. The police in National City or in Mission Valley are not going to drive all the way to Miramar if it's not in their jurisdiction. Right. Things are a little different now. Yeah, yeah. You know? They, they fi- but they back then they didn't care. Out. Back then they didn't care. You right. know, they were just like, oh, they're, they're having a party. Right. right, right. Well, I remember back when, too, like when you were at Kearney and I was and I was at Kearney, I remember I would promote your events and exchange yeah. like, you know, to be put on like VIP to uh, to get the crew name Play right. School on the flyer. Like Play School. Everyone lived for that. You know what I mean? Who was in Play School? Was Elroy in Play School? Well, there were like there was like Rampage this, there, there was like this other play school that was okay. like play school junkies and so we're actually documenting all the different crews okay that, that, but I don't believe the people that you just mentioned were in them but they might have been in the other yeah room. yeah okay so real weird Dope. but I was just curious like how like marketing these days is a lot different than it was back then so I remember I used to promote your stuff back then did you just have a bunch of dudes like promoting your stuff you know and handing out flyers like we did well everybody promoted yeah everybody in the crew i mean we used to print print ten thousand flyers that's ridiculous nowadays you don't print ten thousand flyers unless you're advertising a restaurant or something you know it's just you know posting bills everywhere that was like the real street promotion guerrilla guerrilla marketing yeah and now the world has become all digital right where you could send a text Back then, you couldn't send a text, which is crazy, right? We think that text has been around, you know, new millennium person's like, text? You guys didn't have text? You didn't have Instagram? I mean, I remember, you know, when there was MySpace, that was like the greatest thing, right? MySpace? That was like the greatest thing to post your pictures and stuff. And and But yeah, we, we, uh, we, we made flyers. And I still made a few flyers just to give to people as an invite. Yeah, yeah. it's nice to have a yeah. It's nice to have touch. a hard copy. Yeah, but back in the days, it was it was different, man. It was tough because mm-hmm. we needed five hundred people just to even pay for the event. Right, and it was ten dollars back in the day. Right, but now it's evolved to where, like today, for instance, uh, for this Sunday, uh, September fourth. You know, I know you're going to put this show on a little bit later, but we talk about the reunion today. Yeah, and right. hopefully those that are listening came and had a good time I'm but sure. we, we i was able to make it free like yeah. no cover that's so cool yeah because my whole thing when i first started this was like man i just want to make a, a little bit of money to buy myself a new bike right you know or a skateboard like all the cool kids had a bike like a horror bike with yeah. mags you know and some sick you know uh, uh um christian hosoi skateboard I didn't have none of that. I grew up in Paradise Hills, man. You know what I mean? So you had a Veriflex and shit. No, I, 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 I had to steal the skateboard and the bike. I mean, I gave it back <laughs> after I got my own. I said, "Hey, man, by the way, I stole your bike six months ago. Here's it back." Here it goes. Well, I already bought a new one. Okay, well, here's another one. <laughs> well, you know, crazy to think back then, like you guys were kids throwing parties, like 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 grownups. You know what I mean? Like, it's just crazy to think about. Like, what kind of struggles did you guys go through to throw these parties? You know, the main thing is we were just, we were having fun. Yeah. We were doing something we love to do. And I, I believe that if you walk around and you have good energy, people will gravitate to you. For sure. No one wants to hang around that has the Fuji face all day. You know what I mean? Complaining. It's hot. It's too cold. I, you know what? I don't have any clothes to wear. Closet full of clothes. Right? Typical, you know, whoever, whether it be men and women. 
Mm-hmm. I don't want to just point out women because I don't want to get crucified. But men and women, closet full of clothes. I have nothing to wear for tonight. <laughs> what am I going to wear? That's not going to match. It's not the right type of season. But for us, it was just like, you know what? Let's just do a party and see who comes. And that was when I started promoting Ruin Clothes, which is now Dice One Clothing. Oh, that was But I remember when Ruin Clothes had all their shirts Mm -hmm. in the front room, living room of their house in Chula Vista. Dice One and his brother. That's crazy. And then I remember when I met Carl from Tribal. Mm -hmm. He had Baja Arts in uh, Imperial Beach, which was a printing shop. Wow. Tribal was in a very, very small section of his store. But it was just like two of those Costco industrial racks. Yeah. Just shirts, two racks. That's what Tribal started with. Wow. And I was, you know, I, I tend to think, you know, I was kind of with Tribal from the very jump. And it's just a dope, dope feeling, man, because, yeah. you know, promoting Tribal, promoting like No Sellout, my man Zard. All those companies that now, look at Tribal, they got a big warehouse downtown. They got the lower left. It's great to see people that you're involved with uh, evolve into yeah, something great. Definitely, you know, and people making it. And, and yeah. you, you were there from the beginning, so you were. Yeah, you, you could take it as you helped with their success. For sure. No, I'm not going to say I helped. You were. If you I, were I just there. tried. I just tried to do my part in contributing to their success. Yeah, you know, they really didn't need help. You yeah. know, I was just. I, I at that time wanted their them as like a sponsor mm-hmm. and make and create like this thing where man they got a lot of sponsors they got tribal they got ruin and then it started trickling along as the years went by more and more people were like hey man i'll give you 50 bucks to be on a little spot on the flyer so if you look on the back of like uh, blow your mind one mm-hmm. i used to write those little sayings in the back oh yeah yeah, yeah. and put like people's logos and that's yeah. when the logos became like, oh man, I need to make a logo. Right. I need to get on the flyer. Right. Branding. Branding. Yeah, it's all about real. branding. And now everything's digital. Mm-hmm. Times have changed. But, you know, hopefully I can do this once a year now that I'm, you know, turning 50. Yeah. And then from, from then on, just do this once a year to bring everybody back. Lately, my whole thing, the last three years, the reason why I did this event is because I lost so many friends and family for the past three years because of COVID. It's terrible. You know, I lost my friend Carlo, my friend Pat. I even lost my first cousin who died in my old home in uh, Chula Vista. Wow. So one of the big reasons why we, we relocated from that home because he bought, he died basically had a stroke and died in the bathroom. And then he didn't die in the house, but he didn't wake up from it. He was right. in a coma. Yeah. And then he died a week later from, uh, from brain damage. So that was my first cousin. His dad's my mom's brother. So he was a little older than me by a couple yeah. of years. But uh, it just made me real sad. Man. It was really hard to uh, function right. knowing that your family member's presence, their yeah, last yeah. presence here with you was yeah. in your house. Right. You know? That's tough. But yeah, man, we had a good time, man. We had Shazam on Sunday nights at Diego's. Just looking at the backdrop, <laughs> uh, the late great, my man, my brother, my Uso, DJ Cutfather. Yeah, Marcus Tufano. We did a, a thing at the World Beat Center off Hancock. What a lot of people don't know is the original World Beat Center was off Hancock in Old Town. Yeah, that was the spot. Yeah, there was one like not even air conditioning. It was a f- ceiling fan, mm-hmm. and it would blow like this crazy tornado. Yeah, in the club where it would be a little bit cooler, but it was uh-huh. a sweat box. Yeah, I remember people would just go out into this little like outside patio. Yeah, which was so small, but. 
just to get some kind packed. of relief. Yeah. It was packed like 1500 I mean, I remember when I had the Black Eyed Peas there with the Small Wonder. Yeah. Uh, Chino from 933. You know, we were all worked at Z90. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we brought, I brought, the, we brought the Black Eyed Peas, and this was before they blew up with Fergie. That's so sick. Yeah, that's when yeah. they was dancing too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they you were know, jumping in circles. Happy so yeah, Taboo, yeah. Will I Am. All of them were, and I got pictures, which is crazy. Uh, Bethner's in the background, Small Wonder's in the background. Yeah. Uh, checking them out. He was actually doing their set. That's so dope. sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- talking about, uh, you know, being on the radio and stuff, because, you know, you, you, you brought all these people and events. Then you also got on the radio, on Z90 specifically. Yeah. How'd you land a gig like that? So I was in there because a, a buddy of mine was guest DJing, Stephen Flex, mm-hmm. from a legendary group here with my man King D, uh, Tehran. You know, it was LPSD. LPSD, yeah. LPSD, yep. you know, strictly dope. So I went in there to sit in and watch Steven because I was a fan of Steven Flex. Mm-hmm. Steven Flex is probably the most underrated hip-hop DJ in the world. For sure. To me, I think he's one of the best hip-hop DJs uh, besides DJ Rags. Rags DJ is Rags is dope, too. Yeah. I love Rags. So, you know, and me and Rags, we started out, you know, with like on Z90. Yeah. You know, he's a little. he was there a little bit before me. He had a show called The Arena. Mm-hmm. And then it became. I took it over uh, from Crazy Jay Nelson, and then Cutfather took it up, took it after me because I got promoted. And then over the years, I got promoted to like production director, where I was in the studio all day. Yeah. And then I also did the night show, six to ten. Yeah. But it started with me sitting in there, learning and watching, and I sat there for two years every weekend. Oh, okay. Every weekend as a kid. I got in there when I was 17. I was still at San Diego State. Every weekend, wow. every weekend, I went there. I went to Z90, sat in, didn't say anything. Watched uh, Crazy J and just and learned. So you're just grinding every weekend. Trying to grind. Trying to get out Paradise Hills, man. Even though I love Paradise Hills, yeah. I was just trying to get out of my mom's house. You know what I mean? Yeah, everyone was. Love my mom. Rest in peace. But it gets to a certain point in your life where you just want to be on your own. Sure. You know sure. what I mean? Being on the radio there, you got any cool stories you can you can share, like meeting people or whatnot? Uh, I was never starstruck. Okay, you know, like I, you know, on a hip hop tip, Craig Mack came to the station first. I love the song "Flavor in Your Ear." Mm -hmm. I met him, super nice dude. Yeah, and then the next trip around, a buddy of mine from Power One Hundred Six, Jeff Garcia, calls me and says, "Hey man, Puffy and Biggie are headed down to San Diego." He goes, "But I'm gonna bless you." I said, oh, really? He says, yes. Do you have a DAT tape machine inside your studio? I said, yeah, I got a DAT. He goes, do you know how to convert it to MP3? I said, yeah, yeah, of course. He goes, I'm going to bless you, man. My DAT machine's broken. Ooh. So you're going to be the first DJ on the radio and the first DJ in California and the East Coast to play going back to Cali. Because you got to remember back in the in 95, yeah. 90 or 92, 95, all the way to 95, there was no, there was no Serato yet. Right, right. Everything was vinyl. Right. You know? I mean, I forgot when Serato came out, but when Serato came out, then we all sold our records and stuff. But what I'm saying is like a DAT tape to convert to an MP3 CD and burn it and be able to play it. So I made like 10 copies. Sick. I kept two for us and I gave, I gave eight to Puff Daddy. Oh, sick. Yeah, so they can go on the road and give it to other stations. Right, right, right. So I just gave them extra. So what's cool is... The cool, the cool part of the story 
is that Biggie had this bad boy jacket. Uh-huh. It was like a windbreaker. Biggie. It yeah. was 5X. Oh. So I, I, I say, hey, Biggie, that's a dope jacket. He goes, you want it? I was like, no, nah, and that's too big for me. He goes, he took it off and gave it to me. He gave you the I jacket still, off I still, his back. I swear, I still have it at home. I would never give that and thing I, away. I, I don't ever. need a lot of you. My son's right here, and I don't need to tell no fictitious story. <laughs> but yeah, I have the jacket at home. Yeah, 5X. That's, 5X. that's for sure Biggie's. Yeah. You know what I mean? 5X. I wow. put it on, and I can, I mean, I could be naked underneath it, you know? Five no. A. I'm not a five X no more. So that's a great story. I love that story. But we right went there. to Olive Garden. Me, him, and the record rep. Uh huh. Puffy had already left, and uh, we went to Olive Garden. Oh, okay. So put it down at Olive Garden. Olive, huh? Oh man, especially when the record rep paid for everything. Oh hell yeah! But yeah, won everything. But that's one of my cool stories. Uh, Mac Ten, uh, he's a butthole, but it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Every, no one's perfect. I don't but know. you know, when you're an artist, you're making mm-hmm. millions of dollars. Everyone wants to talk to you. Everybody you wants to be, talk to you, so yeah. I, I get it, the frustration and uh, how he could feel. But For sure, I get yeah, it. But I was never really starstruck un- until uh, I met Winnie Houston. Ooh. Yeah, I was like, wow, okay, cool. Winnie Houston. And where did we eat? Olive Garden. <laughs> Olive Garden was the spot because the station was off 3rd Avenue. Right. Okay. So Olive Garden was right down the street off H. Right. Oh, that was H and Broadway. So, so it's only like two streets over. So Olive Garden saw a lot of people come through. Yeah, we had the back room. You know, people were tripping. Oh my God, when did you? Use it? You know, <laughs> and I was like, Damn, when do you use it? Okay, I did. You know, and I always it. ask people that sing to sing. She's like, I'm good right now. <laughs> I wanted everybody to sing. Don't <laughs> judge me. I even had R. Kelly sing at our table in Vegas. Oh, I'm not mad yeah, at that. I do yeah. it. I mean, I like R. Kelly's music. I don't agree with what he's done. Oh yeah, you can't side that way. I can't side that sure. way, but. Everybody knows, hey, whether you like it or not, you know, R. Kelly's music, because the dude mu- produces, genius. arranges it, writes it, yeah. sings it. He knows the formula yeah. of an R&B song. Shout out DJ Rails. DJ Rails is in the building. DJ Rails got the Benjamin Button disease. Every time I see him, he keeps getting younger and younger and sexier and sexier. Nice. Look at his legs. Look. I need that. Look, I'm trying to try out. I'm trying to get back in shape so I can right. be in the digital catalog for JCPenney. Uh-huh. In the senior citizen section <laughs> I'm going to be rocking some tight ass dockers Some loafers uh-huh. And I'm going to rock a tight ass members only jacket Wow you already yeah. got it in I got a plan yeah you I'm not going to be in the catalog Just the digital catalog <laughs> Right right yeah, yeah. You don't want it printed But look at Rails man he got the Benjamin Button Man look at He's been working out He's been doing calf calf stretches or something Looking good look He's been there. lifting heavy bags of panty saw Look at them arms <laughs> Sexy Yeah thank you sir I appreciate it Alright yes sir Shout out to the Sharpshooters crew, Rails, Pac-Man, Felt One, all the Sharpshooters, D-Tech. I want to shout them out, man. Mm, yeah, they're all going to be here tonight. Hopefully yeah, we yeah. see everyone. Um, yeah, so again, you got an event coming up. Your very own 50th birthday bash. Happy birthday, brother. Thank you, brother. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. I can imagine you learned a lot in your life over these last 50 years. Yeah. What would you tell the, the 20-year-old James about... You know, to be even more nice than I already was, just to love everybody. You know, I tell my two sons because they're still in their twenties. I said, in order to get love, you got to give it. Sure. If you don't give no love, why should anybody? You know, why should they reciprocate it back to you? Yeah. So I just believe in trying to be. You know, and I have my days. Everyone has their days, but I try to be that ray of light to walk in the room and be like, "Hey, what's up?" You know. 
And now you can't really hug everybody. You got to kind of give them a pound. You know, yeah, what I mean? it's hard to give people love these days. You know, you know but you I mean? can give them a pound. You know, okay, there you go. Yeah, you yeah. give them pound. But you know, biggest thing is probably just listening to people. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, there's so many different little bits of pieces to, of advice to give to people, and, and one I always give is you probably heard is listen twice as much as you talk. Yeah, that, I talk way too much. My girl tells you talk too much. <laughs> you don't listen enough. It's but a, uh, it's a big deal. You know, man. sometimes you need that that partner in your life. Yeah. Whether it's a male or female, that's going to guide you along. That's going to keep you grounded. You got one. And uh, yeah, well, she definitely keeps me grounded. That's for damn sure. Hell yeah. It's like a delayed flight. <laughs> right. Right. But I love her, and uh, find that person you love. That's you know on the same page. Mm-hmm. And you got to have that person to get uh, keep you grounded. Yeah, I'm glad you found one. Yeah, because man. If I, if I wasn't, I'd probably be running loose at 50. Like, well, that'd, that'd be dangerous. You, yeah, right? But, well, you, I say that too, but, you know, what's real weird is I don't know how people do it now because I got single friends and they talk about how what they go through. I'm like, ooh, I can't go through it. So, right. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad I don't have to go through that. I feel you. <laughs> so b- back in the day the, with those events, like the things I remember back in the day were like th- that stood out were like the performances, the sick DJs that were always out, obviously the B boys and the pager giveaways. What was your favorite thing about the event you threw? Just everybody coming together. Yeah. It was very rare that we had a lot of drama. Because mm-hmm. when you cater to one specific community, you know, I grew up in Paradise Hills. You know, I'm a native San Diegan. So when you grow up in a community and you have all these people to support you, you know, it's just good energy, man. Yeah. You know, the problem nowadays is that when you're doing good, you have those haters. Their job is to hate people while they're doing good. Right. No one hates you while you're you're doing bad. You know what I mean? They're actually cheering you on when you're doing bad behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at Nelson. He's doing his podcast. But you're doing something positive. Right. But people always find a way to turn it into a negative. So that's when you just kind of dust off your shoulders, smile, yep. kill them with kindness, yep. and just just be that ray of light, man. For you know, sure. No one, nobody is perfect. I'm not perfect. No one's perfect. No. Nope. But your demeanor, your attitude, mm-hmm. the aura that you put out, people could see right through it. People are not stupid anymore, you know? Yeah. They're not naive to, to the past. Right. I totally get you there. Well, Jay... It was cool reliving the 90s with yeah. you. We'll again, do this again, man. Yeah, got, for sure. We're, we're going to get some people on. Yeah, we're going to get some more people on, you know what I mean? But I just wanted to wish you again a happy birthday and let's, you know, live it up tonight. Yes, sir. Cool, Thanks, man. Now. Thank you Good again. to see you, brother. Yeah. Thanks again for watching the American Podcast, where our diversity is our culture. Again, thank you, JQ, for joining us, and we'll see you next time.